today on CityCast Chicago. It's Veterans Day and the city is hosting a celebration at Soldier Field to honor service members like my grandfather and my uncle. Veterans can also find discounts across the city at local businesses and restaurants. But research shows that outside of these holidays, we aren't really doing enough to provide Illinois' more than 600,000 veterans with adequate care. We break down exactly what they need. It's Thursday, November 11th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. The Illinois Department of Veteran Affairs told state lawmakers this week they need help. More staff, better access to housing and health care. And the numbers back up the critical need to take care of our veterans. The suicide rate is almost twice that of civilians. Some people would just think and attribute that to experiences that veterans might have had during their service. But what they don't realize is that often it's the transition from being a service member and then coming into civilian life that creates some of the greatest challenges. Michelle Shumay is a professor at Northwestern University whose research has found that we lack a comprehensive approach to helping veterans. When you transition out of the service, you lose your job, you lose your community, you end up changing your housing, you often have new family stressors. We don't just need suicide hotlines. We don't just need mental health provision, although those are great things and I wouldn't want to detract from them. What we need when we serve our veterans is to address all of the different social needs that they have in order to prevent even getting to the point of suicidal ideation. With Veterans Day and this celebration and this paying of respect to veterans, my question is, Are we? does it feel like we're just paying more lip service but not actually putting the investments and the time needed to provide resources for veterans after they return home? I think that's, um, that's sometimes how it feels. So uh, my spouse is a veteran, my grandfather is a veteran, and both of them it's somewhat, they liked Veterans Day, but felt like, what, what about the rest of the year, right? Like veterans serve, it's not just a moment, right? It should be a time where we support veterans and find, meet all of their needs. For example, Pew has done research that says two things. One of them is that since 9-11, veterans feel less supported them coming out of the military than any other era of veterans. So post 9-11 veterans are particularly feeling this lack of support. Even worse than Vietnam? Even worse than Vietnam. Even any worse than any previous era right now. And at the same time, when you survey public opinion, Americans want to support veterans. They just don't know what to ask for. Do you feel like there's a sense that people who don't support war or maybe support how, you know, how we've performed as a, as a country in military operations, the the choices we've made that veterans end up taking the brunt of that as well? I hear occasionally stories from veterans that say that. I think that most people, um, most of the time, Americans do support veterans and the public opinion polling suggests that they do. The challenge that I think veterans face is not that people are against them, it's that the people don't recognize that they even exist or recognize their service at all. So one of the most difficult challenges that I hear about from veterans and when they're transitioning from service is that they go from believing that what they're doing is so central to the American psyche to realizing that the wars that we're fighting sometimes don't even register on the news. 
And so one of the things to think about, I think, for uh, for Americans is not just saying thank you for your service, because I think that's important, too, but to figure out what are ways that we can tangibly show that support to veterans. Michelle, can you talk to me about the current state of mental health services for veterans? What's available? All Veterans Administration facilities have a dedicated set of individuals on staff who particularly deal with suicide prevention, and there are many counselors who are available through the VA for those needs. But more, less than half of the veterans actually will go through a VA facility. And so one of the, the challenges is how do we really build a robust community infrastructure beyond the VA for those veterans who won't enter a VA facility? Do you think that's where we're falling short most is not assuring our resources outside of the, the VA? If we're going to really get a handle on the challenges that veterans experience, particularly as they transition out of the military, we're going to need to have a more coordinated system. And that's where we're falling short. Then Americans think, well, the VA has all of this. And the answer is actually, no, they don't. They need to have a network of veteran service organizations who can provide the full suite of care. We'll be right back. One specific network you looked at is called America Serves. How does America Serves help veterans? So America Serves is run by the Institutes for Veteran and Military Families. It has 11 different networks around the country, um, primarily on the East Coast um, in Texas. And the idea of these networks is that a veteran will never be told, no, we can't help you. So they can go to any provider, any veteran service provider, and it's the right door to ask for help. And they have a system, a technology system that allows them to make referrals to over 100 organizations typically in each of those 11 networks, often also including the Veterans Administration. You say any veteran service provider, so does that mean just like any old hospital or, or something else? It can mean hospital. It can be people who provide housing. It's programs that work with veterans to um, give them job training and to provide resume training. It is veteran-serving organizations um, who also serve other populations who provide food. So it's not all about mental health specifically, but also about things like financial services and housing. How does that contribute to mental health and security for veterans as they transition? There's even a stronger correlation between not having some of these basic needs met and suicidal ideation than mental health illness and suicidal ideation. In order to really address veteran mental health crises and suicide, we have to address the full suite of veteran needs. We can't just consider it a mental health crisis. What are some of those stories you've heard from veterans that you've talked to? There have been a number of veterans that we've talked to who, when they enter in, they've been frustrated with the system. They haven't been able to figure out who to get benefits from. They've been asking and asking, and they finally get into an America Service Network. And then they have a person, somebody who is a coordinated center benefit, uh, employee who they talk to, who walks through all of their needs, and then all of a sudden things start happening. And that is a remarkably different experience than the veterans I hear from who interact with the VA. Often veterans, because they are making this transition, feel forgotten. And when they contact a service provider and nobody calls them back, it reinforces that belief. Do you have a sense of how Chicago is performing in comparison to other parts of Illinois or even other major cities? 
What I can say is that there isn't an America Serves network in Chicago or a similar type of navigation network as there are in the D.C. area, um, in Dallas, Fort Worth, or in many of the other major metropolitan cities. And it's an area of growth um, that I think is important for Chicago to consider. Is there a way for veterans across Chicago to take advantage of resources like America Serves? Yeah, there is. And so there are now new national networks being built. Um, So the uh, America Warrior Partnership is currently building a network. Combined Arms, which is another veteran-serving network, um, has a national representation. You can log in there. But what we need really is for veteran-serving organizations to come together and say they want this. And outside of us taking those individual choices, who's largely responsible for acting on this information? Is it the VA? Is it public private individual organizations? So there are several acts um, currently being considered for congressional approval. Part of that is the there's a new Pathways Act for veterans that are really around preventing veteran suicide that recognize these pieces. But I think even beyond that, just recognizing and, and elevating stories of veterans and I think Veterans Day is a perfect day to step forward and to bring to light their stories and find unique new ways to support them. Michelle Shoemate is a professor and researcher at Northwestern University. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jacoby. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Chicago Park District Board President and longtime political insider Avis Lavelle resigned Wednesday. This comes after an investigation revealed that former Park CEO Mike Kelly didn't immediately act on sexual abuse allegations by park employees. Lavelle says she takes responsibility because the abuse came to light on her watch. The Civilian Office of Police Accountability released its investigation into the gross and wrongful raid of Anjanette Young's home. The report recommends suspension for eight officers and possible termination for three of them. Also, a reminder for CPS families, tomorrow is Vaccination Awareness Day. You can check the show notes for more information. And some good news to get you through. Get somebody's HBO Max login information because Simon and Kareem are back for season two of the hit comedy Southside. Already got my mama's login because you know I'm watching, watching. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. You already know I'm going to be watching. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. (laughs) Let me take the end one more time.